You're listening to Made for Living Well. This is episode number 243. And today we're going to shift the narrative around health and do something different. This is the Made for Living Well podcast, hosted by Alexa Sherm, the place to create a life well lived. Welcome back to this podcast. As always, my name's Alexa, and this is the place where I believe you were made for living well. Now, I don't say that lightly because I truly do believe that health is inside of you. Like this idea of living well is not some external chase that you have to hunt down or start a new resolution or a new diet program, but health is inside of you and you just have to learn how to live that out. Now, I know I make that sound really easy, but I do think it is simple and we just complexify it to the point where we get overwhelmed and we don't do anything. Yeah, sometimes I think the stress of what we're trying to do to achieve health is actually causing more harm than good. And we've lived in this cycle for so many years and this is the exact reason I went into health, to end the cycle. So today I want to talk about shifting the narrative in health, kind of giving you some real life thoughts after I sat down and spent some time just understanding what worked well and what didn't. Like what were those things that I learned that I really want to take into the new year? And I thought I'd share those with you because they're important. And today I want to encourage you to do the same thing, to break up with health altogether so that you can live a healthy life. Yes, it's time to quit health to gain health. Now, this isn't a part of any uh, podcast series. It's just kind of like an opener, like a new start and a new year. And I really think things could be different this year. So I wanna give you these tips to help you and encourage you to shift the narrative, to change the story, and to start living what you already have. I know it sounds overwhelming, so I'll try to break it down in the post, but these are all things that I've had to learn, like that I've had to fight for and um, break through to understand. And honestly, I just don't want you to have to go through all that work. I hope this comes more naturally to you. Now, with that being said, I do have a post to go along with today's podcast over at thelivingwell.com. Head on over there, check it out, and also sign up for my weekly emails. Things are about to get crazy in the new year, and by that I mean you're going to want to be involved with these emails because we're going to be releasing more real-life, everyday, day-to-day things that are going to help you live out health. So make sure you head on over there, check it out, and as always, if you love this podcast, share it with your friends and family. Just to give you an update on where we're going, in the new year, we're going to move into more of season-based podcasts. And the reason for this is, is I want to take one topic and really break it down so you can understand it in a more profound way, like so that this starts to stick, not just in one 45-minute quick episode that you have to try to take in and understand, but like let's really break some of this stuff down so that we can start to live it out. So starting in the new year, we're going to release an eight-part podcast series that are the eight most influential lessons that you could learn about health. A lot of these are interviews with amazing people, um, and we're gonna dive into things that are really going to change the story. Then we're gonna dive into sexual health. Yes, I think we all could use a lesson on sexual education because what you learned in high school is not the full story. And I fear so many of us are neglecting sexual wellness, and it really is a big part of our everyday health. Now, this is also very clean. 
and safe form of sexual wellness. So if you're in the mood for something that's not raunchy at all, um, you're going to want to check that out this spring. And then this summer, we're going to start to shift our mindset and getting into the generational trauma and how to break the cycle to live with more joy. That's just a quick look at what's coming up. There's a lot of great series following that as well, but we're going to leave that a secret for now. So you're going to want to stay tuned because the first podcast episode is going to drop on January 7th. But today, this is just like a little bonus on let's starting out the new year with a different thought. Because I know a lot of the new year is let's set resolutions. Let's set goals. Let's find the next system. Let's sign up for Whole30. Like, let's do the thing where we can get quick health. And if you're like most people, you're probably kind of feeling blah at this time of the year, right? Where you've had all the Christmas goodies, you've you've eaten, maybe overindulged, you're starting to get a little worried, maybe you're feeling bloated and uncomfortable. Like, I get it. The holidays are a weird time where people just tend to let loose. And I just want to tell you, there's not a lot wrong with that. We need to live and experience life and food is meant to be enjoyed, but You also want to feel well. And so I want to start shifting the narrative of what does that actually look like and start shifting that away from jumping on board with another diet or another program or another thing that's going to steal your life and actually start using health for its intended purpose to give you life. Now, like I mentioned, I've been fighting this for years, like almost in a way feeling a little bit like a fraud over here, not living that traditional dietetics life where, you know, I'm just telling people specifically how to eat and working on their diet plan. And in fact, I would be fine never doing that again. You might be wondering then what is your purpose? And honestly, what I've found in the health space is that health has little to do with what you're eating and it has everything to do with what you're thinking about what you're eating and what you're thinking about your life and how you're living and your perspectives and your happiness and your joy. And I know that sounds like a big repetitive topic that everyone is talking about, but it's so true. Yes, your diet matters to your health. Don't get me wrong. That's a part of it. But it's not the only part. And I fear if we put our focus just on what we're consuming, we'll see little results long-term. One, because it's unrealistic and not practical. But two, because you're missing the scope of what health is supposed to be. So we have to go back to a lifestyle, like looking at the whole of who we are. And if we're honest, we can do everything quote unquote right in the health space and still not see results. And you might be frustrated by that and overwhelmed and I totally get it. So turned off from health that you don't even want anything to do with it. But you're listening to this podcast, so I have to assume at some level you do want health. It's just what does that look like and how can you achieve that in a healthy way, like in a way that's actually going to last. And the truth of the matter is, it takes the hold of who you are. It takes what you're doing with your life, your job, your relationships, your financial status, your spirituality. Yeah, like that really does matter because all of this encompasses who you are and who you are is what you see. So like if health is not a part of you, if it's just another thing you have to chase down, it's going to feel relatively impossible because health is not a life, it's a lifestyle. 
And believing that health is some far off life that you have to try to achieve just makes you circle around all the things that you hate about yourself. And it keeps us cycling through our problems. And when we put so much attention on our problems, we fail to see the solution. And what we see is what we live. And so we have to be careful about where we're putting our attention. Which is like the biggest point that I feel like I came away from this year learning is I'm focusing on a lot of really negative things. Things that have not helped me in any way, shape, or form. In all honesty, my husband and I had kind of a rough year. We were going through a lot of life changes. Last year, he quit his corporate job and he's working for himself. And there's a lot of changes that come with a new change in work dynamic, especially something that was the same for 12 years of our relationship. So this whole new situation has been completely different for us, completely different financially, completely different on a day-to-day basis. Like it has been a whirlwind. Plus, as you remember, the Living Well is not even a year old yet. So in the year, we also released a new company here um, called the Living Well, moving all of the stuff over Anyways, it's been a lot. Like It really has been a lot. And I've recognized how much negative energy and attention I have put into our relationship, not even into fixing it, but just cycling through the same problems, wasting so much on things that have literally gotten us nowhere. And I was talking to him the other day and I was like, it is just so frustrating for me to look back and recognize all the things that I spent so much time on. For some of us, it's like worrying about the pandemic and worrying about our health and all of this energy that we spend on things that really haven't achieved anything on the back end, things that have kept me stuck and unhappy and unhealthy. And I was just talking about like, I wonder what could be done if we stopped wasting our breath fighting things that are just so silly and we started working together to build each other up, to to move forward and to use that energy to live the life that we were created for. And I think we do this, right? Like we waste so much energy and breath on things that do not have a purpose in our life, things that aren't going to change our life, only giving us Maybe they're giving us a sense of artificial control, like somehow that if we can worry about it, that we can control it. But the truth of the matter is, is a lot of times we're just wasting energy on things that are not moving us forward. And I wonder what would happen if we started to analyze, like, what things are we investing into that are not things that we want or that are good for us or that we're called to do? And what if we started shifting that, not to set more resolutions and health, but just to say that I have an unlimited flow of energy, but I'm using that energy and I'm wasting that energy and I'm wrapping that energy up into things that are not serving me and are not serving the world around me. It's not even about me, but it's about living this purpose and this living these gifts that God created in us. And yet, are we wasting those on things that are not worth it? I know that was a big lesson for me and something that I am, one, um, fighting the shame of, right? Of like, man, I wasted so much time this year. Uh, And yet in the same breath, being able to look at that and realize I don't want to keep living that way. We could look at this with like social media, right? Of saying like, you know, looking at the screen time averages, or if you just go on your phone, you can see a whole year time spent on social media. Maybe you don't want to see that. Like I totally get that. It's overwhelming to see that, but 
I look at that and I think, wow, what if I would have spent even half that time reading or half that time just investing in relationships or half of that time just moving my body? Like incredible things could have been done that weren't done. Now, I'm not saying social media is wrong. Like, I don't think that we need to nix it all together. Maybe some of us do. Maybe it just literally is serving no purpose. And that's totally great. I think it's amazing when people do that. And I don't think people look back from getting rid of social media accounts. But at the same time, it's like, okay, how can we just balance that out? And not even balance that out. How can we want something else so much more that we don't even want to pull up social media? Not just forcing ourselves to get rid of it or to go on some sabbatical, like that matters. But I think what matters more is how do we get to a place where we want health on the other side? We want to grow so much so that the things that are stopping us are no longer even enticing. That's what I want to help you do this year is not to just like, let's break up with health or let's quit doing these things to get healthy. But what if we could desire it so much that we invested in the things that are going to fill our body because we see greater purpose in that. Not because we have to, but because we desire that. And I think we can really get there. I know this year, after I went through another year of um, counseling and really making great strides this year, I really feel like I'm kind of finally at that place where I recognize that I don't need to be filled on a lot of external things that I once needed. Like even with food, I feel like now that I've learned to open up my flow of energy, learned more emotional regulation, which is something that sucks so much energy out of us, I've realized that I don't need to eat nearly as much as I used to. And it's not even bad things, right? Like sometimes, yeah, I need to eat a lot, but I'm realizing like, I'm not as strapped to food as I used to be. Food is food. It's meant to be nourishable. It's meant to be enjoyed. But I can eat it without needing it. And I think that there's a big difference there. I can eat it for nourishment, but I don't need to eat it for energy. And I love the feeling that's come from this, and it hasn't happened drastically. I'm telling you, this has been a very slow progression. But as I've sat back and recognized the work that I've put into getting to this place— after over the last six months, I've really knowing that energy is there. I've just learned to channel it in unhealthy ways and wrap it up in things that are not serving me. And when I started to recognize where I was giving energy to and how I was using that energy, I found myself using it in better ways. And in the process of using it in better ways, I found myself not being as hungry, right? Because one of the reasons that we eat is simply because we're deficient in energy, And our body goes looking for it in external sources. Sometimes this could be addictions. Other times it could be food. Um, Sometimes it could be sleeping or, you know, those mindless activities that don't actually fill us, but we think that they do. Well, food is one of the things that actually can give us energy. And your body's going to look for a lot of it when you're lacking energy. Meaning when you're just in an emotional rut and you're in a negative mindset space and your body is channeling that energy in unhealthy patterns and you're living in that stress state, yeah, your body is going to be more hungry. Not because you actually need anything from the food other than the energy itself. And that's kind of a dangerous place to be in, yet one so many of us live with. But the thing that I've learned is is when I've become okay with opening up to letting go of some of the stuff that's held me back and I've started to release that energy and create space in my life, I've realized I don't need to eat as much as I used to eat. 
and I actually feel really good there. Not necessarily worrying about what it is that I'm eating as much as I just don't need to eat as much because I'm filled in other ways. This is something we're going to focus a lot on in the first lesson um, or in the first series of the podcast because I think so many of us are just codependent on our relationship with food and codependent on our relationship with our body fat. And that's because we've given it a massive job to do of filling ourselves with energy or storing that energy. And when we stop giving our body that job, it lets go or releases what it doesn't need. Like your body only craves or holds on to what it uses, what it needs. And if it doesn't need it, it lets it go. So if you're struggling with your weight this year, like that's another thing is it's not just about forcing your body to release that weight or beating it into submission by doing calorie reduction or jumping on another whole 30. I'm not saying any of that is wrong, but it's really not going to help the root problem, which is why is your body holding on to body fat in the first place? That's what we need to deal with. And that's what we're going to deal with this year. So I guess a few things that I've learned that I kind of want to shift your attention to and really start to create this new narrative in the health space. Um, I have five things that I think can start this year off on a right foot, like start this year off with a different perspective, with a different mindset, going in with a new view. Um, And if we can just start the year with a new perspective, a lot can change. So I want to let go of the old mindset that yes, you're not feeling well, you're not feeling energized after the holidays, you probably have some weight that you want to lose, all of those things. Again, none of them are wrong, but our fixation on them and our way to go about doing them has never been proven to work, (laughs) which is funny to me because we keep setting resolutions, we keep running to the diet, and yet just Statistically speaking, in research over and over and over again, we see them fail. And I don't want you to spend another year failing, but I want you to see great success. And that can come by shifting the narrative. So this year, I really want us to start the year with something different. And that something different is just recognizing that the form of health that you've been chasing probably isn't working. And if it hasn't worked, then you can declare that will never work. So today we're going to break up with health, not as a means to stop living healthy, but as a means to actually gain your health. And there's five points that I want to just like propose to you that have helped me shift my view of health. And if you're still questioning this, then you've got to jump on board with that first series that's going to really help to transform this narrative about health and start to take steps that are going to mobilize your energy and feel really good. Like, I want us to see health differently, to do things differently, because in the different comes the change. I mean, the definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over and expecting different results. Like, we can't continue to do the same things and expect different results. We have to do something different, and that starts by creating new patterns, that comes from creating a new mindset, and really just stepping on board with What if this year we broke up with health and we just started to pay attention to our health? Like we broke up with the idea, the narratives, the the diets, the schemes, all of it, and we just started to pay attention to our body. So here's five things that I think could help. One is I want you to pay attention to how you define health. Because I think a lot of times it's our definition or what we define that becomes our goal. And if your goal or what you've defined health as is faulty, 
then no amount of striving or reaching or spending energy on it is going to help you achieve it. So this year, I want us to write a new definition of health, but that starts by recognizing how you've labeled health might not be true, but there is a definition of health that is true, one that is attainable and achievable and is going to help you live that. That's going to be our first podcast in the podcast series, so I'm not going to talk more about that, but you've got to come back to listen to that. The second thing is, is that we have to learn how to step outside of our thoughts and our emotions to see them. Not to be in the middle of them or to get involved with them, but to really be able to see them. And what I mean by that is like we have a lot of feelings and we have a lot of emotions and a lot of thoughts. But just because you have those feelings and emotions and thoughts doesn't mean that's who you are and it doesn't mean they're true. And if they're not true or helpful, We have to learn how to stop them or shift them or switch them to something that is. And and, and really, this just comes from a big point of awareness. The first step in all of health is just being able to understand what is it that you're feeling? What are you thinking about that? Because it's in those thoughts that creates the action. So if we can like jump into this process, not just in the behavior modification, which doesn't work long-term. We have to go back to the beginning and understand what are you feeling. And in the process of understanding what you are feeling, you can change how you think about that. Now, we've talked a little bit about this on the podcast, but it's this whole idea of we kind of have to step outside the mind or what some people consider is take a seat in the witness stand. It's like you... um, Maybe you close your eyes, but you get in tune with what is going on in your mind. And you know this sounds crazy and cheesy and maybe like it's not going to work, but really, how often do we just let our mind control us without being aware that we have the control over our mind? So learning how to step outside your mind, even right now, after this podcast, even when you have the urge to set goals or to jump on the next diet program. I want you to step outside of those thoughts to say, okay, I am having these thoughts. I am having this urge to jump on a new diet program for the new year. And I want you to start to understand why. Where are those thoughts coming from? What feeling is motivating that thought? And if we can start to recognize those feelings, we can start to see, are those feelings positive or negative? Because if they're not positive, more than likely, they're not going to have a positive outcome. Negative emotions generally have negative outcomes. And so we have to see what is that underlying motivation and how can we shift that motivation to be something that we actually want, to be something that's positive because positive emotions create positive outcomes and without them, we're not going to see a lot of forward progress. So when you're setting these goals or having these thoughts about the new year, which I assume if you're listening to this podcast that you are, I am too. Like, I want to feel better in the new year. I want to feel energized. I want to feel light and flexible. I want to have better posture. Like, that's one of my goals for the new year. And I need to go back into my thoughts of saying like, okay, I could do this and I need to jump on the diet program and I need to do this and I need to work out more. Yeah, those are all great things. But what's realistic in that and what motivating factor is deriving that? and start to understand those motivations and start to shift them to something positive. Start to have control over them 
and realize that you do have a lot of control over what you feel. So that's step two. Step number three is learn the art of needing less. Um, And I say this lightly because this is not easy and I'm not saying that we don't need anything. This is not even like a minimalist thing. This is really that idea of like, we have a lot of codependent relationships with food, with our exercise programs, with the people that we spend time with. We're very codependent on our body fat and our rhythms and our routines. And like, we get so stuck in these habits that we're trying to break because they're not good for us, but we don't know how to because we're so dependent upon them. And yes, I fully believe that we are 100% dependent humans, but our dependency should not be on other things that can never satisfy us, but on God alone. And so maybe this one's a little bit more faith-based and that's okay, but we have to shift our dependence to God and off of other things. Because other things, earthly things are always broken and we can never fix what's broken with something broken. But even in that, we have to realize that your body just doesn't need a lot. Actually has every capability to heal itself, to energize itself. It just needs the right environment. And the right environment has less to do with how dependent you are on other things and creating an environment that has space. And sometimes space just means doing less, eating less, scrolling less. Like all of those things can clog up your life, draining you of energy. But in this space comes a lot of energy. And so this one is like, okay, let's figure out some of those things that we feel like we need to do and understand, are those things actually creating the energy inside of me? Are they Or am I just dependent on them, believing that somehow they're going to save me? That's a big topic and one that we should really break down in a full podcast. But really, I think at the end of this year, if we could get to a place where we just all need to eat less food, like we're satisfied on less food, we're satisfied on less scrolling, we're satisfied on less, I think we'll have a life of so much more. And number four is I really want this year to be the year of seeing your body as good, as for you. And with that, seeing yourself as needed. Like, I think we can't see our bodies as good without realizing that you are created for a reason. You're not just roaming this earth for no purpose. You have a purpose. And in that purpose, you were created to do something magnificent. And it doesn't have to be some big grand thing like starting this multi-million dollar business or writing the next bestseller. Sometimes the biggest things come in the smallest packages. Maybe it's a stay-at-home mom. Maybe it's leading your kids. Or maybe it's um, teaching kids in the school. Maybe it's being a nurse or being a doctor. I don't know what it is. But you have a purpose here and I don't want you to dismiss that. And I also don't want you to wait to live that out or think that you have no reason here because it's an understanding your reason. I think that you start to shift and actually see your body as good, as a tool to live out that purpose, not the other way around. You know, I think the world has taught us that we have to achieve some level of health in order to then achieve our purpose, but that's not true at all. Your body is a means to live out your purpose. And I think understanding your purpose, even seeing where you are right now, 
as a purpose alone, it doesn't have to be something you have to chase after, but wherever you are, it's choosing to live that. And understanding that living that comes from the energy that your body is giving you to live it out. So we have to see our body as good and and that comes from seeing you as good. It comes from seeing you as needed. It comes from seeing you as designed for something so much more than you give yourself credit for. So this year, my hope is that you can start to shift the narrative to see your purpose and to see your body as a tool to live that out, which really comes to the biggest point is that health is inside of you. It's not going to be found at the end of the whole 30. It's not going to be found once you accomplish that six-week program. It's not going to be found in the right supplement regimen. It's not going to be found in anything because you already have it. It might not look like it right now. You might not feel it, but it's there and it's letting that come out. It's not stuffing your body with artificial things that aren't going to work, but it's about fostering the health that's inside of you. And this year, we're going to go on a wild journey to live it out. But before we start that, I want you to start thinking about yourself in that way. Start to see it and to feel it because it's there. And the last point I want you to start thinking about is that it's going to be your happiness that's going to make you healthy. I think for so long, we thought we could just beat our bodies into submission that somehow if we could lose the weight, then we could be happy. But the truth is no metric or marker is actually going to change your feelings, not long-term. And the research shows this. Like if people set a goal and achieve that goal, what they found is that their emotional state actually doesn't change for a prolonged period of time. They have a temporary shift, but that shift doesn't last. And that shift creates this like really big roller coaster ride in their emotions where they feel really great, but then ultimately they realize it's over and they plummet. It's like after Christmas, right? I don't know if anyone does this, but it's you get so excited for Christmas, you do all the things, and then you have like this massive letdown when Christmas is over of like, great, now what? Like now we're back at 365 more days till Christmas. Oh my gosh, this is the worst, right? You have this day of elation, but then you have this massive letdown. And that's a lot of times when we live for goals or we live for these emotions, we have this brief momentary point of elation, but it's always followed by a letdown. And that letdown leads people to set more goals and chase bigger things and and things that are harder to achieve. It's like when people have a goal weight, they reach their goal weight, they have a momentary or brief moment of elation, but it's followed by a letdown because it didn't provide what they thought it was going to provide. Earthly things will never provide that fulfillment, and yet we still chase them. But here's what I want us to work on. And this is, I'm preaching to myself on this one. Here's what I need to work on. Happiness is a lifestyle. It's not a life. It's not something that I have to chase. It's not something I have to find. It's a lifestyle of living, meaning I choose that. And in the process of living in that happiness, guess what happens? Health follows. Because in our happiness, our biology changes. Those positive thoughts and emotions create positive outcomes. And my body stops living in survival mode. It stops being codependent on body fat. It stops being codependent on food. And it helps me to enjoy life, which means I have the energy to live life. These are a lot of really big topics. I know that. And five big transformative points that are hard to express in 30-minute podcasts. But if I could tell you something, it's this. Your happiness will produce health not the other way around. No one in the history of the world hated themselves healthy. And I want you to remember that. 
Happiness is going to be the key to health. And this year, we're going to learn what does it mean to be happy? How do we get there? That's what we're going to do all summer long on the podcast. So we have a lot of big things coming up and a lot of really big lessons. But really, if I could just like say, what is my goal in this space anymore? My goal is not to help you chase down something you think is going to make you happy. My goal is not for you to chase down some idea about health that's so impractical and unrealistic. My goal is not for you to create a perfect life or try to keep your life perfectly in balance by controlling life around you. My goal is to help you to live life regardless of what's happening around us. We know that from the pandemic, right? Like we can't control things. Things are gonna change. Hard things are gonna come. But what and how do we live in the midst of those hard things? That's what creates the life that we're after. That's what we want to achieve. How do we live regardless of what's happening around us and health and happiness and find that joy and peace that surpasses all understanding? That is what we're chasing after. That is the lifestyle that we are going to create this year. So again, just to give you those points to think about as we're moving forward, as we dive into this first series, like how are you defining health? What do you define health as? Like, I think it's a fair assumption to say, write it out. Don't do anything with it right now, but write it out. And then once you have that, step outside of that and recognize what underlying emotions or feelings am I experiencing as I say these words, as I define health? Am I overwhelmed? Am I scared? Do I feel like a failure? Am I carrying around guilt and shame? Am I excited? Do I desire it? Like, what is the underlying emotion from that? Start to step outside those feelings. Start to step outside those thoughts and pay attention to them. Not that you have to change them now, but just being aware of them will help you to understand them. And when we can understand them, we can learn what to do with them. And in the process of that, I want you to start thinking in the next few weeks, like, what if you started to see your body as good? What if, as you're listening to this podcast, if you have the space, go to the mirror. What do you see in yourself? Like, what are you looking at? Can you see a little glimmer of health inside of you? It's there. I want you to start seeing it. And then again, choosing happiness. These are really big topics, I know that, but these are some really profound and big things I'm learning, and I wanna take you along in the journey. Again, because this idea of health that we're living and chasing after has never worked. We can no longer spend energy wasted on things that have never proven to work. And here's what I think. (laughs) I think that God is opening doors and creating space in this world where he's calling his people to need the energy to live that out. Like, I really think that we're entering a space in time where we are going to be ambassadors of a revival. And I think that we're going to need the energy in our bodies and we're going to need a healthy body to walk this earth, to be his hands and feet. And I don't want us to miss that chasing something that we'll never find. The answer is in you, and we have to start to live that out. And I don't want to miss that because you're needed. Your purpose is greater, and I wonder what would happen if you took the energy you invested into your health and you invested it into living your life. I think about that with me and all the arguments that I've had with my husband over the year. Like, what if I took that energy that I invested into petty things that did not matter, then only tore us down, and we invested that together into a better future for other people, for ourselves and for other people? What if we use that to live out our call? That is what I wonder. That is what health is supposed to be about. 
Those are the things that I'm thinking about. And I felt the need to do this podcast. I wasn't going to do it. And then it's on a whim. It's not the traditional style. Um, But I think it's important, right? Like I think it's important that we realize that there's something bigger, that your health is worth more and you're worth more than you've been giving yourself credit for. And honestly, I just want to stop the chase. If you're excited about this, I am too. We're going to do this together. We're going to break up with health so that we can gain health. That is what we're after this year. And that is what I'm going to teach you. And so as we kind of wrap up this podcast, because I said it was going to be short, um, I really just want you to take some time to think about that stuff, to think about what I said here and think about your plan for the new year. Like, what are you looking for? What are you going to um, enable inside of your body? Like, what things are you wanting to build up so that you can live more? That's what I'm thinking about as I go into the new year. Like, it's not for me necessarily about losing the weight or um, looking different, but like this year, like I want to have better posture. Like I want to stand up straighter. I want to get stronger. I want to help my fascia. Like I feel like there's areas in my life that are still stuck. Like my body still feels like a movement of stuck energy. And so this year for me, it's like, okay, I want to healthify my fascia. I want to just energize my system. And there's a lot of little ways that I can do that. So maybe I'm going to focus on dry brushing more. I'm going to focus on foam rolling. I might pick up a little class that teaches me more about foam rolling. Like those are the things that are going through my mind, not as a means to change my body, but to support my body. And I wrote that on a note card that I'm keeping all year long. um, And I wrote it inside my planner. I'm here. My goal is to support my body, not change it. And I want you to write that out too, because that really does change the game. It takes the pressure off to say like, I have to strive to reach this goal weight, or I have to stand on the scale every day. And instead it's like, no, I'm just going to be a, pay attention to my body. I'm going to be aware of what it needs. And if I can do those things, I can feed it in a way that's going to support it. And that's so different than changing it. So I hope this podcast was encouraging as you're starting a new year and really breaking up with some of those resolutions and those goals and trying something new, like going in with a new perspective this year. What would change if we stopped trying to control life and we just started to live life? That is what I wonder this year. And and I, I really believe that if we could be a people who did this, great things would come. And I'm so pumped to be a part of it. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, if you're not on the email list, get on because all year long, I'm going to be sharing in this journey, taking you along on the ride and also encouraging you to tell me about your journey. I love to hear from you and what's going on in your life and what you're looking for because that's my job is to help you, to enable you, to give you the tools and resources to live that out. So jump on the email list. Starting January 7th, we're going to dive into a new series and we're going to have a lot of great conversations. And I want to know your opinion. I want to know where you are and what you need help with. So make sure you head on over to thelivingwell.com, sign up for the weekly fill and get involved. Also, I just want to say I'm incredibly grateful for you for another year. It was a tough year, a weird year, but at the end of the day, like I want to stop focusing on the negative things that have happened and just said like, wow, so much changed. I learned so much. Yeah, do I wish I wouldn't have invested energy into all these things? Absolutely. But today I get to learn from that and I don't have to do that again next year. Today, things can be different and I love that aspect of learning and growing. So 
here's cheers to a new year um, and to new beginnings and to really living out of the real you. Like I'm not after a new you or a new version of you. I'm after the real you. And that's what we're going to do this year. So I just want to say happy new year. I'm rooting for you. I'm here for you. And I believe in you. That's why I'm doing this show. And I can't wait to hear what your plans are for the new year. So head on over to the Living Well, sign up for the email list and come back on January 7th for the beginning of a new podcast series, eight life-changing health ideas that will transform your life. Head back on over here on January 7th. Until then, happy new year. Happy new year.